What's up, people? It's Lewis. It's Denny. And we're joined today by my main man. Say it. That's right. I'm in. Right. My brother from another mother. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Obviously, I'm. Uh, I'm feeling. I'm. F- well, I'm looking a bit woolly, um, and I'm feeling the lockdown, Texas? the lockdown life, man. But no, apart from that, all good. All good. How are you, boys? I'm all right. fat. <laughs> I'm actually. I weighed myself today, actually. I'm at the lowest I've been for quite a few months. Oh, serious, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People say, no, like I'm putting on weight. Am I looking a bit chubby? Nah, nah. That's what people are saying to me. If by chubby you mean delicious, bro, then yeah. Well, <laughs> baby, Lewis, baby. <laughs> Lewis is desperate. <laughs> all right, careful. I'm, ta- I'm taking what I can get, bro. Nah, um, all right, so... First of all, have, have you guys been to been to LDN, been taking part in any of these marches? I haven't myself. Um, all the ones locally, there's been at least two in the SL Yeah, there's a, there one there's in a Burnham nice and one in Windsor. There was one in Burnham? Yeah. Burnham I missed that one, man. Um, a friend of mine, went, my daughter went down to the London one when John, John Biega was, um, was uh, speaking. All right. Um, yeah, so I was proud of her for doing that. Um, Fair enough. So, uh, if and anyone's listening yeah. to this in like the year 2024, we're talking about the the global riots that occurred after the easy, easy, easy protest, bro. Protest, global riots. Yeah, bro, been, bro, let's be real, yeah. Let's there hasn't be been global riots. Well there done, dude. There've been right, even if there's been isolated incidents, particularly yeah. like after, there's been protests in over 18 countries. I haven't heard about riots going on in more than countries. All right, fine, fine, fine. Let's say the global protests uh, over the, the, the incident that occurred with, with George Floyd where his, his life was taken by an arsehole police officer in the United States. Um, first of all, should we just talk about what happened with George Floyd a little bit, right? In terms of how that is a serious issue in America. And it's not... So, so I'll, I'll say it before we even get into it, yeah? I'm open to, to having my mind changed quite a lot on this, yeah? Mm. Because I'm... I'm a lot of my thoughts are a little bit conflicting as well, right? So, so for example, a statistic that I heard was that nine people, nine unarmed black men in the last year have been killed mm. by police in America, right? Mm-hmm. It's a regular occurrence. Right. 24 white people have been killed yeah. by unarmed white people have been killed by police in America. Yeah. So initially you'd be like, well, you, you, could, you couldn't be forgiven if mm. obviously, but you can think of it that way to go, well, actually more white people are getting shot than black people. But mm. if you, if you do the stats, black people make up less than 10% of the population in the United States, well, right? This, this is it, 4% so, or something like that. So, it's like... so realistically, proportionately, there should be at least 90 odd people being killed by cops in America for that to be a proportionate percentage. Yeah. Um, so I can understand why, why on the one hand people go, well, actually it's only nine incidents. But let's be real, yeah? One is too many. Yeah. I'll just add to that as well. And this is something that's what? overlooked in London with a lot of the stabbings and, and when young people have been dying as well. It's not only deaths, like people are injured. For every, for every police death that shouldn't have happened, there's tenfold people that have just been brutally, like where Smashed there's up. been an abuse of power that hasn't resulted in death. Mm-hmm. And that's the same, like there's loads of people who unfortunately are involved in life crime. We do hear a lot, and rightly so, about the people who lose their lives, but there's still a lot of people who have to continue their life 
with yeah. life debilitating injuries from the same thing, which isn't those people you don't really hear about that one, that as much. And I think that's the thing. Like we we, we see plenty of videos um, of of police brutality, and you know, generally people are disgusted and rightly so. Um, but I do think it's important to focus as much as possible on police uh, police brutality rather than just the deaths that happen. The because, outcomes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think outcomes. I think from my perspective, I think that, uh, there's obviously there's the stats, right? And people were, um, and I've heard, and I've heard a lot, um, but it's so like you mentioned about how disproportionate it is, Lewis. Yeah. If you look at it from the perspective of the fact that a lot of these people dying are are dying for nothing, like literally nothing. Um, and when you look at the treatment, I, to, to, to be honest, this is going to sound crazy, but if the same amount of people were dying everywhere, it wouldn't necessarily be an issue of death. It would be an issue of, like Denny was saying, of gross misconduct and gross overuse of power. But the challenge that we've got at the moment is, is that people are, people are dying and there is no need for the deaths that are being occurred. And a lot of the time, police are overzealous and showing massive, massive amount of over-exuberance and, and suspicion just because people are black. And when you look at the treatment of it, I mean, I've, I've seen a video over the last, obviously we've all seen loads of videos. I saw a video the last, I think yesterday, of there was a guy, um, I'm not sure where he was, um, but he's a white guy who drove into protesters, just a civilian, right? And he kind of run run them down or whatever it might be, right? But he's hurt people. People are, people are hurt, right? Now, police stood outside his house having a conversation with him and even to the point where he was able to argue with people you know, shouting at him and shouting at the police. Now, I can, um, I can tell you for a fact, if that happened and he was black, there would be no conversation to be held. And forget the fact that he would have handcuffs and all that sort of stuff. You wouldn't even hear about it because they would just tell you about it when he's in a station and he's absolutely been fucked up because, he's, um, because apparently he's resisted you arrested. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, the, the, the problem isn't necessarily the outcomes, as Denny's saying. The problem is the, is the gross misuse of, power and force. Now, I'm not saying that every black person is innocent because in America, to be honest with you, a lot of the time there might be smoke about, there might, there isn't smoke about fire, but at the same time, a lot of these people have actually done nothing. And when you keep people beneath the poverty line for so long, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest with you, you know, people are going to do things by all means necessary. So even if people is, people are going into stores and maybe they're doing minor crimes or, you know, and then this, that and the other you've got to look at the socioeconomic fabric around it and the, sorry, the framework around it because it's, it's, mm. it's that that's created the problem. I've watched that thing 13th. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if you guys have oh, seen it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, to be honest, as a black man, um, of, of, of African heritage and, you know, black British man, um, you know, I don't, I thought I knew and I thought I understood the struggle of black Americans. I don't at all. I, I until I saw that, I did not believe how, I could not believe how deep-rooted it was. Bearing in mind, I've studied slavery and I know a lot about it and all that sort of stuff, but I, I could not believe how deep-rooted these people have been, you know, how far they've, they've come. And I almost feel embarrassed by the, if I can use this word, privilege that I've got of living in the United Kingdom. 
bearing in yeah. mind the United Kingdom is not utopia. Yeah. I can 100% assure you that if I'd lived in America, mm. you know, there is a good chance that, well, it could have been you, it could have been me, it could have been anyone, you know, yeah. and they've just Thing endured is- unbelievable hardship. It's just, it's, it's just unreal, man. Unreal. Yeah. So the, th- the thing is with that, I mean, like, you remember when uh, I met your cousin a couple of years ago when we did that thing at Christmas? We went around feeding uh, the homeless, right? Was oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Can't remember for the life of me his name. Ooh, the guy, Ali. Is it Ali? Yeah, Ali. he'd... Uh, oh, he might, might have been Rick. He lived in America. Oh, no, my cousin. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dio. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go, right? One of the smartest so, dudes I know, that guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I got along with him, man. Ended up, like, added him on Facebook, started chatting to him for a bit anyway. So when I was there... Obviously, I noticed my man's got a little bit American in his in his tone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and I, was, I said, listen, man, I'm I'm just curious. Yeah, I got to ask, right? Obviously, I see all these videos on social media about police brutality towards Black Americans, right? And you are a Black American, so yeah. I got to ask, bro. Like, what's the score? What's going on? He goes, nah, man. Do you know what? it's it gets portrayed worse than it is. It's not that bad. I said, okay. Right. So do do you get pulled over much? He goes, yeah, I get pulled over. He's like, you just got to make sure that when you get pulled over, you're polite, you're courteous. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, sir. Three bags, full, sir, kind of deal. I was like, okay, fair enough. So at this point, I'm thinking, it's not that bad then, right? It's not that bad. And if it wasn't for the next question, that would have been it. Next question was, so how often do you get pulled over? All right? My man gets pulled over at least three or four times a week. Yeah, that's what I'm wow. saying. Can you imagine? Three or times a fucking week, bruv. Yeah. And do you, know, do you know what he does for a living? He, he's in a decent job. I can't remember Mate. what it is. He's a fucking. He's like, nah. He's a fucking scientist. Oh, that was uh, it. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. pull over a scientist three or four times a week. A scientist because wow. yeah. he's got a nice car. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's, it's yeah. Bizarre, and but he even said, "I have a nice car, so I'm gonna get pulled over a lot." Yeah, that's yeah. the reality. That's like, what man. the fuck? You're not allowed to drive a nice car in the states if you're a black man. It's rough, man. It's not right, bro. Yeah. So, so my my thing is like. Most of this kind of stems from the way the police have been trained to deal with people in America. Um, the the lack of the lack of skill is an issue because the like uh, I was I was listening to there was a guy who came who went on Joe Rogan's podcast back in the day talking about uh, crime in Chicago. He was yeah. a former detective or something, yeah. um, and he went. I think he went on a second time. He's talking about how police only have to be able to basically hit a target the size of a fridge from twenty feet away. In order to be able to pass their like gun, ca- like the test to, to carry a firearm, right? That's wow. incredible. Uh, which is why size of a fridge. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, like, and obviously, bro, you said American fridge, bro. They're big as shit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so I'm thinking if you and and a lot of these guys, like, so, don't get me wrong, some of them are military background. Yes. Yeah? So if you've got a military background, generally speaking, you're you know you're equipped to handle a firearm and you're yeah, you know how to bear probably arms, yeah. used to being in intense situations but if you're not you know i've seen videos where cops have like shot people and shot at people and they break down in tears at that point of it happening because they're not mentally physically emotionally prepared for yeah. that situation so in that situation they're panicking um reminds me was it philando castile the guy who got shot when reaching for his license yeah he got, he got he shot in the car with right. his missus and, and, and she was recording a kid it. in the back Right. Uh, what so, is that? So the cop said to him, "Reach," and he had already said to the cop, "I'm a licensed gun holder. There yeah. is a gun in the car." So the cop's gone, "Okay, reach for your license." And in that moment, he must have panicked. Went, "Shit! What if he reaches for his gun? Fuck! Mm. Shoot him!" 
Yeah, and you could hear, you could hear the cop was like filled with panic in that moment. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, there was there's this short document, well, it's just an analysis on the BBC at the moment. Um, one of the one of the US correspondents is um, a black British guy, and he's it's just it's only about three minutes long. But he said something really. Uh, he was just talking about this is in the response to the George Floyd and the, and the protest. And he just said something that stuck with me, and he said. For so many years, it was like racism was legal in the yeah. USA. For so many really, years. I think I watched that one. Go on. And it was the police who had to uphold that racism. Yeah. So no wonder they're the institution that's having such a hard time undoing what they've literally been yeah. forced and trained to do. You know? And do you know, do you know what, I, what I find really like a stark sort of reality for these, for these people is, is that just, I'm just following off what you were saying, Denny, it's not so much that it's happening more today. Mm. It's just the fact that people are catching it on yeah. tape. Yeah. And obviously footage and film is irrefutable. Because you, you, you can't disprove something you've watched. You can't. But bro, it gets refuted. The cops will say, oh, well, you didn't quite catch from that angle that actually well, this, is, this, he was aiming, I know it looked like he was aiming the gun at the floor. But this is the but problem. I, like Zimmerman, Zimmerman's a great example. Like, that, 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 it's just, the guys, the, the guys followed this kid. Is it Trayvon Martin? He's yeah, followed him. Yeah. He's like, think about the presence of mind. You followed him. You hunted this kid. And, you know, you then, you then, and you and and funny enough, you were told by your dispatch not to follow him. Can you can you can you imagine that? Mm. You were told not to follow him, but he you, wasn't even a cop. He was some kind of he was he was some yeah, kind of guy. He was just a guy, bruv. Yeah, he had called. He I think he had he'd called nine one one. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was. Imagine, yeah. right? So was, well, whoever it was, anyway. Him alone. Yeah. But whoever it was on the phone, because obviously the evidence is there, said, "Don't mm. like, don't pursue. We don't we, like, don't follow this guy." And mm. this guy is then continued and followed him. And the, the, the sickest thing about this whole thing here is, is that, and I get so frustrated with US, with America in general, because I always say, you know, I, I base a lot of stuff on logic, right? You know, two plus two equals four, four plus four is eight, right? You know, eight is, a, is, is, is an even number. You know, things that are just logical, right? You know, sky is, the sky is not purple, it's blue. Right, because the, the ocean reflects on it, or whatever, whatever the scientists tell me, or why they say it's like that. It's just whatever it is, right? But yeah, this yeah. is logic, right? And logic is, by virtue, something that's like, that's, that's, that, that follows an order, right? The thing that I don't understand is how these people are able to argue their case and come off. And that, yeah, for me, so is true. a problem. That, for me, is yeah. an issue. Because, and, and sometimes I say to my missus all the time, like, I should have been a lawyer. These, the cases these people are arguing are so stupid. Like, the, you're, you're, how do you, how are you able to argue something that is clearly blatantly obvious? We're watching it in our own eyes. How are you able to argue that, you, that what are you, like, in, like, in what world? And, and this is, this is the problem with enough. the system. I'll give you a theory on that. This is, sorry, I don't even like using that. I'll on. give you my hypothesis on that. Go on. Law yeah. is set on precedent, right, in the UK and, and America, case law. Um, I should get Tyler to see how, how accurate I am with this. But this is what I'm thinking from what you're saying. Yeah. Now, if your cases and your precedents are set... In a time of racism. In a time on racism, that's what that's going to provide the basis 
for your law for to your, play. For your, yeah, because that's exactly how law works in both yeah. America and the UK. That's nuts. And this mm. is, but this is my, that's, my that's point. That's a glaring yeah. fault. The institution is yeah. is a problem, and this is why I think like. Look, at the end of the day, racism isn't, isn't, isn't new. Whether, whether we live in a time where it is glaringly obvious, right? There's, mm. there's passages. I mean, people, I've watched this, um, George, I've watched George Floyd's like memorial. Like, I think I've watched two out of the three. We were watching the, the funeral today, right? And there's something that Al Sharpton keeps going back to. And I think mm. it's Ephesians 6, yeah? It's in the Bible, yeah? Where, it talks, where, where Jesus talks about the, the story of the Good Samaritan, yeah? Yeah. And this is a foreigner. Yeah. And it, and it quite clearly states in the book that this guy is not from this part of the world. Right. And the people that, you know, the, the, the part of the world he was going into, they necessarily didn't really get on with these kind. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you're, you're, it's, a, it's a glaring admission to difference. Right. And, um, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, having, having any kind of fault or ill fault or, whatever it is to someone who's not like you is invariably a racist kind of thing to do. It's a prejudiced thing. It's, it's, you know, you're judging someone based on their country, judging someone based on where they're from and, and, and what they look like. It's, it's not, it's not new. Mm. The, ex, the, the, the extension of racism and the implementation of racism is the problem. You know, mm. at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not gonna, and I keep saying to people like, you know, you do sometimes prejudge someone by looking at them. You know, and that's that. And that's but that's a human thing. Yeah. You know, it's a human thing in a sense of when we grow up, we're taught that because kids don't do that. You know, babies don't do that. If a baby sees another baby, it don't matter what color they are, they just run over and play, and they just get on with it. Yeah. You know, so there's something in our, in our, in in in, in the social economic fabric of seems to be the world of every country or every, especially in the developed world, you see you you see it more, where there is an institutional observation of of racist of, of of race and difference which is then exerted against on on the minority in a in a in a way that's forced and enforced of it's almost oppressive well it is oppressive mm. you know so, I, I learned something at uni that says sorry to put you sorry to cut you well, off, I learned something at uni that said that you know what you are because you know what you're not right and instantly you know when you kind of de- when you kind of deconstruct that you can see how the narrative's been built you know yeah it's it's just you're different to me, you know. Mm-hmm. So you've got blonde hair, blue eyes. All right, cool. You're 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 different, and you become a threat. But mm. I just don't know what it is about the colour of black skin that seems to be a problem. And it seems to be some. I, I, I'll be honest. I I'm I'm lost for words with it because blacks have gone back. Blacks of black people or the black race have gone back to Timbuktu, and you know you get all of the nice BBC documentaries that tell you how how advanced those civilizations were. But they are all fucking absolutely decimated and and destroyed. And you know the blacks in Spain, they brought yeah. soap to Europe. You know mm. after the Black Death, the Moors. You know stuff like that, which is in which is in white history. It's in white told history. You know, mm. and history is only ever told from the perspective of who whoever wins. <laughs> so you know we don't we don't know about the the failures. We don't we don't we don't know about all of that. And I just find it confusing why mm. you know black people are just deemed as as Maybe it's media. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, you know, these police officers have clearly got this problem. And, and it's not just in America. It's in England. It's not just in England. It's in France. It's in Germany. Yeah. It's, in, yeah. it's, it's in Holland. Think, it's everywhere. Um, 
one of the reasons why it's uh, a bigger problem in the States, and I think Denny's got a point in terms of like the history of policing being linked to obviously upholding a racist ideology, um, but something that even um, is happening right now, do you, do you know who trains, like who, who the US employ to train their police officers? No. Yeah, well, I've seen some stuff about that. Some of this. A lot private companies that like literally oh alec a lot, of, a lot of it is israeli special forces guys right oh really oh okay yeah. Not alec, then. So these guys they're used to policing um you know in their eyes they're used to policing the enemy you know right. uh, israel illegally occupy palestine um and they see the palestinians as a constant terrorist threat right so they they treat these every single person they come across man woman child no matter what age no matter what what area they're in they're they're all potential enemies and um they they all get trained a lot of uh, police forces in america get trained by uh israeli special forces guys who come over and they go this is how you deal with the enemy but but they are don't get me wrong to, to israel palestinians are the enemy and to palestinians israelis are the enemy but if you're a cop in america black guy driving his car down the road he's not your fucking enemy he's your neighbor yeah, this is the yeah. thing. And but, is, you, but this is the confusing part, though, because, like, and it's, it's mad you say that, yeah, because you would think, and do you know what's funny? Because a lot of these people in these communities, they've, got, they, they've grown up in environments where they've come across black people or people of difference, right? There might not be a lot of them, but they've grown up in a society where they've seen it. And I, I just don't know how you are so socially unaware, unaware and socially blind that you don't see somebody who don't have as much as you do. Like, you know, I, I, it's, it's, I find it so hard to, to understand when people are so innately selfish and innately about themselves, you know? And, um, you know, and it goes back to this, to this, to this mentality of, of take, take, take. But at the same time, I think to myself, like, there is something ingrained in people. There is something passed on to people. There's something taught to people. And it could even be in a subtle messages in, 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 and I don't want to take it this far, but it could be in subtle messages of like even nursery rhymes and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm not saying I know that, but I'm just saying there's something that goes on that when they get to a point, there is a divergence in terms of, you know, in terms, yeah, there's just a, there's just a divergence. And, 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 you know, one person continues maybe down this path and the other one completely veers off. And, you know, it's, it's hard, man. It's, it's, and do, do you know? Do you know? What I find what I think is more difficult, right? Let me let me just let me just um, fast forward the conversation a little bit in terms of bringing it into the present day. Yeah? What I find more difficult is is how how the change is brought about because where a lot of people are. I mean, I haven't been out to protest. I have my own my own reasons for for not being on the streets and protesting. But I'm a supporter, you know. And at the end of the day, I like to think that in terms of role modeling, what you know what 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 can happen in a, in in a society that's effectively not built for me um you know i think i'm not i haven't done amazing but i think i've done all right you know and most by most people's standards i've done very well but you know by by my own there's still a long way to go but i look at it and i think to myself you know how okay so we you know we protest or there is protest that continues because it's not just people like me it's people that look like you Lewis. people that look like you know you know Joe Bloggs down the road. It's, 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 the, it's the common man. It seems to be a, a unification factor. We pr- everyone protests and we continue this protest, right? For say another week, say another two weeks, say another month. Um, 
what's the tipping point of change? What is the tipping point of 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 that of of change? And what change what change what change can be implemented? And how do you police it? Because this is this is this yeah. is the systemic problem. Yeah. Do, right? do you know when uh, I, I was thinking about this as well? Like in terms of the, the effectiveness of of protesting, the effectiveness of like social unrest, whatever. So, and it, and it came about when I I heard that. Obviously, they, they marched in, in Washington and they defaced the Lincoln Memorial and they apparently tried to burn down the church that Martin Luther King gave a speech outside. Is when that the one that Trump stood outside with the, with the Bible? I think so. It's the one where, they, it's, it's basically where, you know, the, the famous I Have a Dream Oh, speech. the Lincoln, um, yeah, 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 okay. That, yeah. that church, that, so they, they tried to, dis- the, the, the protesters tried to destroy that church. So I'm sitting there going, like, the, the black civil rights mu- movement, like Martin Luther King, obviously Malcolm X as well, were like iconic figures of that time, mm. right? And no, 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 no. Well, actually, they there. weren't. They That's were hated. exactly what I was going to say. They, they were hated. In hindsight, they were iconic figures. Yeah, they yeah, were hated. Course, right? okay. okay. And that's why they were killed. I get you. I get you. I'm speaking in terms of from today's perspective. We, we view them as yeah. iconic figures now. Obviously, at the time, they were, you know, um, Martin Luther King was under surveillance from the CIA and all that other nonsense. He was viewed as an enemy of the state. Yet, yet, like we get that. The but, guy the CIA said he was the he was the biggest threat to America. The yeah. guy, and this was a guy, a Christian guy, walking around pe- preaching peace and equality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, banging white chicks. I love it. The irony. <laughs> the irony of life. I was chatting to I was chatting to my coach about it the other day. He's like, obviously they they had a big issue with him because he's sleeping with white women as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. and I was like, yeah, "Yes, yeah. infiltrate." <laughs> but um, but no. So I was, I was in that in that moment. I was thinking, Do you know what? You're you're not doing your cause any good by discred like doing things to to devalue the the steps that were taken before you you took your steps, right? But in the same breath, I'm thinking, Martin Luther King, generally speaking, was peaceful. Like the the his his methodology was was a peaceful one, right? Yeah, <clears throat> and you and and as much as now you could say, oh, you know, he made great steps forward for for black people in America. You could also say, no, he fucking didn't, because there's still huge problems. It's, it's, and this is yeah. and this is what people are saying, and that's exactly the point. Like, you okay? He brought he brought his message was good, but you assassinated him, exactly. yeah. killed him. Jesus Malcolm X's man. message. To be fair, when you listen to both of those men speak. It almost, I almost feel, I feel uneducated because their levels of their intelligence and the levels of the way that they have, you know, they have stripped, they have stripped the onion back, right? In terms of really exposing it from its core, from what it is. You know, you, you, it's, it's like today you learn from what they're saying. You know, the same with Muhammad Ali. You learn from what they're saying. And these men, these men lived 50 years ago, you know, 50, 60 years ago. They, they, They had no mobile phones. How a man got got all those people to follow him when there was no social media? There was, it's 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 a, it's it's miraculous. Do you know what I mean? So, for me, I just think, you know, yes, to a point, I I, I agree in the in the fact that you know you're probably not helping the cause as much. But the challenge is is that you need to do something to gain some kind of attention and people have to understand how serious you are i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i think about that right i don't condone violence 
But how I do feel is anyone who was supporting the cause still supports the cause, even though violence has taken place. Mm. And anyone who doesn't what doesn't is using that is talking about that more than anything okay. else. Yeah. So, but what I will say is, even if you look at the UK's response, the response in the USA, the biggest responses have come after some violence has happened. Look That's what true. happened on the weekend true. here. When yeah. did we've been going since the day it happened? It's been ten days now in the UK. Yeah, it's been ten. What is it? Ten days? I think. I think there's been ten days. 10 of protests. Days. Now, Boris Johnson has, and, and people have had the opportunity to come out and talk and say something. The weekend gone was the worst violence so far. And in fact, in, in relative terms to other things that happened, these have been very peaceful protests in the UK. Do you know what? I was going to say the same. Okay. In a moment, it's a different situation. In the UK, it's been relatively peaceful. But after the most heightened sense uh, peace of violence, whether that's the criminal damage with regards to the statue, whether that's the horse, um, whether the, the, and there were videos of, of, of clashes with people and the police, then our Prime Minister has come and spoke out and started saying, I'm not a supporter of his, but his speech he gave yesterday, he said the right things. He'd done what he should be saying. He acknowledged some of the problems. He did say, which a lot of people jumped on, the UK isn't racist. Fine, I didn't expect him to come out and say the UK is racist. But what he did do, he said, yes, there's discrimination. He, he, he brought up, and he brought up disparities in education. He's brought up disparities and unfairness in the justice system. He, he, he acknowledged... Our, our recent histories with NF and with the yeah. National Front and things like that. Like, I thought his speech, and considering I'm not a fan, was okay. He's never going to get more than me ever saying he's okay. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Take for that what you will. Okay, I thought his speech was okay. <laughs> yeah? So that happened after violence. Yeah. It should never have to take, like, that's, they continue. This is yeah. it. They continue to make, to, to, to allow it to get there. Um, the same in America. They fired the people. Violence took place. Okay, now they've done this. But, and it, it's like, if you look at it, if you look at what happened, like the law's the law. Yeah. Like, we all saw what happened. It went from firing to third-degree murder to manslaughter. Man man and, and now it's second-degree murder. <laughs> yeah. Right? He'd done the same thing. Yeah. He didn't keep repeating crime. So why did it take however long for it to get to second degree murder. Okay. And a lot of people's opinion, I haven't, I can't prove it, is it's, it's a response to what has happened. They know that was not enough and they know that, they know that. And do, you know, do you know what else is a problem? Do you know what else is a problem? Let's just go back to George Floyd, right? And the, mm. and, and the police. What else is a problem is, is that the police, bearing in mind it happened in the cold light of day in front of mm. all these people. They try to, they try to say when it, when it went from, a, when, they, when they done the official autopsy, they tried to say he had underlying health conditions. Yeah. I'm not being funny. Even if he did, right? His underlying health conditions were not, were not helped <laughs> by the yeah. fact that you it's fucking it. choked him out. It's <laughs> yeah. an insult when they come out with that. Fucking choked him out. Yeah, and the, but this is, this is the problem. The fact that the coroner has come back and said he had underlying health conditions, that is the cause of his death. Listen, I've watched enough CSI, right? And enough, you know, enough of these <laughs> programs to understand the terminologies and all that, yeah? yeah. I'm telling you, if, if they can tell you, if they can make you believe in a, in a in a drama series that you can find, you know the sig the signs of asphyxiation, which is effectively you being strangled, yeah, right. And that coroner's missed it. 
yeah, he should be fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that means yeah. he don't he don't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. And yeah. whoever's put him up to that should be fired. And their yeah. boss should be fired. Because yeah. this is it's the problem. Like, how do you how does the family have to then take an independent autopsy? An independent so that the record reads straight. Imagine all the families that weren't like George Floyd, that didn't have yeah. all the financial support that they get from all these celebrities. Imagine all of those. You know, all of these get swept under the carpet. And this is but this is the issue, and I don't understand where people. I would like. I was watching that thirteenth the other day, yeah, and I could not believe just how Americans are. Will, 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 oh, the the impression you get is that they would they would they try so hard to believe their own lies and try yeah. so hard to believe their own creations that they can almost sell it to you. And again, I work. I'm a very logical human being, right? It's very difficult to pull. I would say, wool over my eyes in terms of making me believe that the sky is green. I can argue right? You know, there's, a, there's, there's, there's something called the reticular activatory system, right? Which effectively is you projecting into the world whatever you fucking believe, right? And then the cognitive dissonance when you're chatting shit out your mouth, you actually start believing it. It is absolutely yeah. unbelievable. And I don't understand how the judges, the American system have taken the power away from the judges people who are meant to be impartial, who in, in a lot of cases are not, right? And these people, have, they're listening to this. You don't need, I don't need a 12-bar jury, 12 people, yeah, to tell me that the police used unreasonable force. I don't, I don't need that. I don't even know why it's even a conversation. I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't even get that. It should not even be. If, something, if I stabbed you in your heart and you died, yeah, <laughs> with all due respect, I'd never do that to you two. I'd never do that to anybody, just for the record, in case anybody's watching, right? But if you stab someone and they died, I don't need an investigation to, 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 to prove that I killed someone. Do you understand? Yeah, well, it depends on how it's irrefutable, bro, because you have to obviously have evidence, witnesses, links to the case. That, so Absolutely. That's and guess what right? you've got in George Floyd's case? You've got all a fucking camera. You've got, no, but, and you've got all of the above. You've got yeah, white people, yeah. you've got Mexicans, yeah. you've got black people, you've got everybody saying, listen, I get it, he had to respond, big guy, but he was on the ground, eight minutes, nine minutes, guy had his knee in his neck. People are saying to him, geezer can't breathe. He said he can't breathe. He hasn't spoke for a minute. He hasn't spoke for two minutes. One police officer actually said, maybe we should turn him over. He doesn't have yeah. a pulse. Geezer said, no, he's all right. Just put his, he's wedged his knee down more. And I've done jujitsu. I'm not being funny, right? Someone's putting their knee at the back of your neck, yeah? When you're on a hard surface, yeah? That there's no give. Do you know what's going to happen? It's going to crush your, it's going to crush your bone. It's going to crush your windpipe in the front. Especially if you're a big man like that and you've got some big fuck off Adam's apple. It's going to fucking hurt, <laughs> yeah? And not just that, my hands are behind my back already. So my ability to kind of give myself leverage and push up to, to create some distance between myself and the ground is taken away from me, right? There is no world. There is no world. There is no. There is no place on this planet for anybody to be able to argue that case. And I'm sorry if they, you know, if anybody's saying yeah, but the justice system, the justice system is completely flawed. Right? They they took just so you know, they took the justice system, the judicial system. It it, it was a hierarchy. It was a hierarchical um, construct that was that had come out of ancient Egypt, right? And they completely fucking changed it because the pharaoh was the one who, who was able to pass judgment. Right, and that's effectively the seat that the judge holds. But in America, 
judges are not in control. They're just there to listen. So what the fuck does a judge do if a judge is not gonna gonna be giving his view? What the, what the, what the, what the fuck's he? Yeah, there? He controls the order. The problem what is, though, as well, you do have you have corrupt judges as well that that you know would manipulate that because realistically, all they do is they orchestrate the process of, of the conversation. Court, right? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times a judge can say, "Sorry, mate." Like, let's say for example, defense prosecution, the defense is presenting something that's reasonable evidence. The prosecution says, actually, we don't want you to present that. Now, even though it's right that they should be presenting it, the judge can go, I agree with the prosecution. You're fucked. Like, you, yeah. you've got reasonable evidence to protect your client, but I'm not going to allow you to present it. So and that's just, where you get them corrupt judges that, that screw it over. So, did, does anyone remember the 2008 Kids for Cash scandal? So, this was a judge. I couldn't remember the, the names. Um, and I probably can't yes. pronounce them right either. But basically, these judge, you know, so you've seen the 13th, you understand the benefit yeah. of having people in prison. He's getting money, bro. He was basically getting money to send people down. There was two judges who got, who got done. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. When you're talking about corrupt, corrupt, private corrupt, prisons, corrupt, isn't it? Yeah. Corrupt uh, judges. Imagine that. Do you, know what, do you know what I love? America, the Western world in general, will tell you how corrupt um, other parts Africa. of the world are. Yeah. yeah, in particular mm. Africa. In particular Africa, right? And then do you know what? Do you know what is interesting? The you know corruption is one of those things that if you see it, it's corruption. If you don't see it, it's just good business, right? And that's 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 the rhetoric of the Western world, you know. Mm. I heard something today that I, I and and I thought about it properly, and I thought to myself, you know what? I understand the the passion behind people. I I, I listen. I watched Thirteenth. Mm. I could I've seen 12 years as a slave. I've seen it all, right? Mm. Bumped, I went, I, I, was in, I was in Amsterdam in January. I bumped into Steve McQueen, oh, the director. Yeah, yeah? yeah. And, you know, and I, and I, and I just, I, 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 was in, I was in awe because I, 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 I've, I've read it all. I've read it all. But what I could not understand to a point was, you see that whole concept of the American dream? Yeah. It's not the American dream for everybody. No, it's only no, the it's American not. dream for a select few people. Yeah, not even brown people. You know, mm. you have got the Americans. I mean, you have got the Mexicans. I mean, the, with all due respect as well, and Americans have some fucking cheek. Yeah, it's not even your fucking land. This is it, and it's widely known that it's not your land. Like, it's not even a, it's not even a fact that you hide. Do you know what I mean? And you, you know, you find that 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 there is a a weird, like. You know, it's a collection of countries or a collection of different pe different com different countries who who created one country, right? But you just, you know, how how Amer how an American can even be racist is is beyond me. It's you know, it's not your land. Mm. You got there and found these these brown people that were there before you. What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Right? How how are you able to erase their history? How are you able to just wipe them out? How, how is that? How is that not corruption or how is that not crime? It's, you know, Belgium, you know, King Leopold II and the third, the cunts. Yeah. You know, the African genocide. It's, it's, it goes on and on and on. And yeah. I just like, and I've studied civilizations and, and, I've, and I looked and I keep saying to myself, you know what? We've had the, we've had the, the civilizations of ancient India, right? We've had the civilizations of ancient China. We've had the ancient African civilizations. We, we're living in the modern day Western civilization. Yeah. Right? All of these civilizations at one point Im imploded. Yeah. And they imploded because, do you know what, what it was? 
Shall I tell you why? They imploded because they lost the support of the people that they, that they oversee, right? If you look at the South Americans, same thing with all the Incas and all that sort of stuff. Those civilizations get wiped out because the things that keep them up, the things that keep them civil are lost. And we are, at, we are in a moment, we are in a state of shock in this world at the minute where, you know, people are so shocked and appalled by it. And you know what? It's, it's, it's not, and again, it, I go back to the fact of it's not new. Yeah. That's the bit that hurts. It's not new. That's because people are catching. I was going to say, um, I was speaking to someone about this with regards to the extent of how, how ingrained uh, uh, like abuse of power is in the USA. If you watch that video, the circumstance in which it happened. So imagine any kind of criminal, yeah, across the board. If they have committed an act of crime and they have several tens of people around them watching, filming, would any criminal act so blasé and calm? Imagine the power, yeah. the, 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 the belief that you are untouchable to that yeah. extent, that you're like, whatever. Like, that's the level of corruption that that police force had got to. That you could actually think, hmm, whatever, in that circumstance. Yeah. You did not believe you were going to be in any trouble whatsoever. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Like, how so, do you... Yeah, go on. I was going to ask, right, so... Being as this is so prevalent and it's so obvious, yeah. Mm. Two two questions. One, yeah. What's the immediate thing that you do to sort out the police problem in America? Yeah. And before yeah. I forget, two, a lot of a lot of things that I've heard from uh, American black conservatives mm. is that they they put a lot of uh, emphasis on the reason why there's a lot of crime or whatever in in black community parenting. is to, is parenting, like single parent bullshit. households. Bullshit. I'll carry, I'll carry on. No, that's, that's the two things right. I wanted to just raise. Right, let me just, remember, remember the parenting one, right? Remember yeah. the parenting one. I was having this conversation with someone earlier. Every time, I'll start with the parenting one because that's, that's the most thing. Every time something is said with regards to black, there's always people who can find a, a, an excuse that seems to have a bit of validation. We live in a democracy, Yeah. And, and those black people who do that, for me, are, it's the most frustrating thing. The Candice Owens, the, these sort of, you know, um, the, some of the stuff Morgan Freeman said. And this is the thing when people are watching it. This is the thing that I don't understand. Everyone wants to be proud of a democracy. Oh, we just went through Brexit. Listen to the voice of the people, the will of the people. More, more people voted. You can watch thousands of black people saying something. And then one black person says... It's this other thing and you live with that. That's, it's purely confirmation bias. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's nothing else. Because if you're listening to the voices, there's a much louder message coming from one side. Yeah. yeah. Now, I suppose. Now, let, 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 let me just finish quickly. The reason yeah. why I'll detract that as well and why it's a very convenient thing now, yeah, is because prior to the, 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 the single parent situation came about, that where that's become much more prevalent came about in the 70s and 80s when the black communities were flooded. Before that, and a lot of these people say this as well, before that, in fact, it's to a point where the stats have 
virtually flipped. Well, seventy percent of black households have both parents. Um, and now it's seventy percent that don't. Don't. Yeah. What was the circumstance when that was? What was the circumstance we had? What I'm was, guessing what, a lot of black guys what, getting banged up. What was life like? We were in prison, overly represented in prison. Yeah. Every time we had a community that was thriving, it was burnt down. Literally, like yeah. we were segregated. Like it didn't matter what circumstance we were in, we have not been allowed to prosper. This is a new. This is the new. Oh well, it's it's the convenient argument that that sounds like it can have weight behind it, so people can peddle. But yeah. even when we were in single parent household, in 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 in, in two parent households, you did not let us prosper. You know, we were still overly represented in prison. You were arresting us for loitering. Like, it doesn't matter what the, this is a new, this is a newer sermon. And, and just, to, just to top that off, how did we end up in that situation? Because yeah. it was a strategy to flood black areas with drugs. Yeah. Again, that was done by design. So, yes, it's a convenient argument. And there's definitely truth to it. Don't get me wrong. There is truth to it. It's backed up by stats. Obama said the same thing. It's, but it's the, it's the narrative and how it's done. Yeah, go on. Go on. Uh, I just want to say, though, mm. in, in America, they say it's a black problem, right? Yeah. That black households don't have two parents. Mm. However, it's not really a problem in the UK so much, is it? Well, right? I was going to say and, the same thing. And Lamin, my brother from Africa, it's not really so much a problem in Africa either, is it? Mate, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. There's, there's a lot of, um, like I said, it's this. It's, it's almost like um, if you studied, if you studied Hitler, yeah, you will see that Hitler had this thing where he would say something so often that people just began to take it as gospel, and it becomes yeah. that. Which is what Denny was saying. I think, you know, it's. I find I, I find the whole conversation like the other day. People are asking me how, how I feel, and. I find that shit so fucking condescending in a sense of it's not about how I feel. It's about what's right and what's wrong. Mm. You know, I don't, I, I, I'm a, the expression of my feelings is, is the people marching and any fucking mug who turns around and tells me all lives matter. Yeah, they do. But all lives includes everybody. Right. And at the moment, all lives matter apart from people that look like me, you know, because people that look like me yeah. don't matter. And that's, and that's the fact. So, you know, you've got people like Tommy Robinson. I mean, are you fucking having a laugh? EDL. Coming on, saying that we're, you know, that, and I say we because I'm, I'm, I'm not a protester, but, but saying that people are defacing the, the monuments, mate. Like the monuments, don't even get onto the history in terms of how these monuments got there in the first place and where the wealth of these people came from. I mean, you know, that's fine though because it's conveniently forgotten, <laughs> right? Um, but Lewis, I wanted to answer your first question. What, what, what was your first question before? Um, what, what, what do we do to sort out the policing issue? Yeah. Right. Can I just go first on this quickly? Yeah, yeah go on. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, there's already a lot of stuff that's started to be done. Whether it's a, uh, what, what, what comes from it, I'm not sure yet. But two things that have, have been done already, and these are potentially things that should have been done before. So, it has happened before. Minneapolis Police, uh, sorry, Minneapolis as a uh, council, uh, the government, are in the process of dismantling the police force. They effectively said, we don't need them. We don't need police. Um, it's happened twice before, once in California in 2000 and more recently in New Jersey. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, there was a massive corruption thing. Like, I remember hearing on the news and it just sounded like 
a mafia film where there was people in the police. It was literally like the whole, the police, the fire service, everyone was involved in this massive ring. Oh, anyway, so they're looking to disband it. One of the other things they're doing, and I think this is a great idea, is they're defunding the police. Yeah. And say, so say like they're saying, we're taking five million away from, from the police. That would, be, that would be used to employ more. That would be used to buy more firearms. That would be more to, to buy more riot gear or whatever. And we're channeling that into social community um, intervention. Reform. Reform. So effectively, the idea should be, you know, you hope, you've probably heard the, 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 the stats about it's more expensive to send someone to college, uh, to, sorry, to put someone in prison than it is to send them to college, right? So the idea is, if I can intervene, if I can, we can use social programs to intervene at the right times, there's going to be less people who get trapped in the criminal justice system. Yeah. And therefore, we don't need those police. So it's still, it's still, it's still keeping the community safe. Right? We're just thinking about it a different way. Yeah. Um, there's been several stuff. Um, there's, there's, there's been a civil rights lawsuit um, against, against, uh, against the police system. But most importantly, and I think this is going to set a really important precedent, is several states have already either implemented or in the process of implementing laws that we basically have for ourselves in this country as joint enterprise. So what you saw, so if one person, you are responsible for the actions of your fellow police officers. So if you, basically what, what we're seeing now, where those other three officers are being charged, that's going to be standard. So if you don't so want So it's like self-governance, isn't it? Exactly. If you don't want your life ruined, if you stop don't the, want... Stop, stop the dickhead stop over there. Guy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's being implemented. Yeah. So... I think they're important steps that can be, why it's only happened now, who knows, but I think they're important steps that can be, uh, that for me, I'm like, I'm happy to see that. Like, that's, that's progress for me already. It's both, like, as I said, it should have been done. But in terms of sort of immediate things that can happen, um, the, fact in, the fact they even took the, took the decision to charge all of them, that hasn't happened before. We all saw, um, uh, who was the chap selling cigarettes? Eric Garner. Yeah, like one one officer got fired five years later. We all saw how many people were on him. Yeah, how many officers were on him? So I think I think there's. I've actually got a long list. I won't read all of them, but I've got a long list of things that have happened already. Um, as a result of that, and a lot of them do involve changes to the police forces in America. So yeah, I'll hand it over to you, Larry. I think there's, um, I think what can, what can happen? Um, I think that was your question, isn't it? What, what should change it? Yeah? What, 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 what should be done to fix the policing in America? Train them properly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Train them, train, just train them properly. Just spend, spend more time on training them so they understand what a threat is, not just, not just eliminating a threat, you know? Um, or not just eliminating what they, what they perceive as a threat. The fact, look, look at it this way, right? And, and this is where I give, so I pay some homage or homage to the British police in the sense of these guys over here do a very difficult job in essence with no, you know, no fatal weapons, you know? And um, people go on about the British police and obviously, you know, a lot of people don't like them and no one likes police in general, but, you know, don't get me wrong, they're in a very different climate because we don't have laws that permit us to own to own firearms, especially if you're not on a game, on a, on a game reserve or you don't have masses of land and you're hunting and stuff like that. But, you know, firearms aren't necessarily common where nearly 
everyone in every house has got one or whatever, or every house has got one. So that environment is different. But the reality is, is that if you look at how the police in this country, for example, even things like crowd control, right? Social control from, from a police point of view, historically in England was always done quite well. I mean, there's, there's obviously been times where it's failed um, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not saying it's an infallible system, but train them better. You know, at the end of the day, and, and, and also, like, you know, with all due respect as well, yeah, one person goes to prison or goes to jail for, in America for a, a, what you would call a minor offence, yeah? Now, an offence is an offence, yeah? But there are yeah. different, different degrees of this. That person's, that person's um, record is ruined for, forever. And in America, like, everything's gone. You can't even deal. get, like, credit. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can't get a credit card. Can, can you... No, can you, know, do you know, Do you know what I'm saying? You, be, you, yeah. all, you effectively become a non-citizen. Yeah. And you just go under this, you just become in this one of these people in this pool that's just like completely underserved. So, and, and if you, you know, even if you don't have a family, how are you, you going to survive? Do you know what I mean? You can't, you can't get work. So, you know, that kind of thing has got to change. And then, but then police officers, you see how we do um, CRB checks here. Mm-hmm. From my understanding, and again, I'm not in the States, but from my understanding, the level of those checks are not even thorough. Where you don't even go into these, these people's like, the social environments that they that, that they that they come from. So you're rec- you're recruiting people, like you said, Lewis, who have potentially seen active duty in the military, who in reality should probably be the best people to police the streets. But you've also got a large majority of these people, in addition to that, who have um, you know who have prejudices against the communities that they're going and serving in. I mean, h- how does that work? Like, yeah. You know, for me, I, I, I'm not one for say, you know, right, right people in the, in the right place and, and say, yeah, put the black police officers in the black community. I'm not really all about that because I think you don't want to segregate too much. But there has to be, there has to be a better education as to how you serve this community, what you're expected to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, can, police have got to be better ingrained in terms of their engagement with the, with the general community. Like, I remember when I, when I was at school, you know, we, we had, we had, um, it wasn't, it wasn't every year, but we had police come in all the time and kind of talk to the, yeah, talk to yeah. the kids and talk, you know, and there's a bit more engagement, there's a bit more trust. You actually feel, when you're young, you actually feel as if you could trust it, you know, in America. I, you dare not ask a, an officer for help because you don't, you don't know if he's going to switch it on you and just fuck you up. Thing is, even like, obviously I'm a white man, yeah? I'm Caucasian from the mountains of Caucasus, yeah? Ooh. A Viking man. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was from a that was from a comedy sketch. I quote all the time. Cat, um, Cat Williams. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he's in prison and his wife brings a white kid and he's like, "That is not my baby." <laughs> <laughs> That's a Caucasian child. Um, but yeah, so even for me, like, mate, I grew up in I grew up on a, on a council estate. Yeah, like you know, in ends, I don't trust the police. I'm, I, I know even on the podcast before I've, I've mentioned I've had run into arsehole police officers. Who've, you know, said that I've done something that I haven't done. You ain't done. They told me that they're going to arrest me over it. You know, I've been wrongfully arrested. I've been interrogated uh, by the police without a lawyer present. You know, uh, I've been which, I've is, been against, which is against the law. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so I don't trust them. Uh, I was going to ask. I think Denny's got something to say, but I was just I was going to ask as well. Like, um, there's a there's a lot of um, rhetoric in terms of oh this is Trump's fault this is an issue because the, the right the conservatives are all fucked up but as soon as I heard it I was like this ain't right because Rodney King happened in 1992 yeah. <laughs> Bill Clinton <laughs> Reagan <laughs> right 
You, Bill Clinton had eight years. Yeah. Um, uh, Obama had eight years. Yeah. So even if you just say that those two, I'm not even sure about the presidencies in America that the governments are in, but even if you just take those two two-term presidents, mm. there's 16 years of, mm. of liberal left-side politics that still had police brutality and misuse of power going on. So I, I don't know. This, this isn't a Trump thing. The police thing isn't a Trump thing. I think I think some of the rhetoric around, um, you know, some of the online, the stuff I'm seeing online, I think that's a Trump thing. I think that's similar to what I'm seeing over here with regards to Brexit and we saw that. But I think that's a very different. I think that's a very different thing. I don't think that. To tell the truth, I don't think anyone who's voted for Trump was ever going to support many black people. Yeah. who voted Trump for, because of Trump. I get a lot of people, and I do, I do want to make this difference, I get a lot of people voted for the Republican Party because they vote for the Republican Party. Not yeah. necessarily, you know what I mean? And that would have been a hard decision. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think many of them would have been really going out there shouting Black Lives Matter. Do you know, um, do you know what I don't understand? Though, right? and, like, and again, I might be too simplistic in the way I think here, but... Their system is so illogical. It's like you, you've only got, you have two parties. You have one to the right, one to the left. Literally. They're across the room. One there. Think one about, there. Ours isn't that dissimilar, bro. Like, no, but think about it though, right? Think, think about this. Let, help me out. And this is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is my point. Ours isn't too dissimilar, but in the sense of its, it's, um, in the sense of its major players. Right? Mm. But in that country, you generally have one, you're generally one of, one of the other. And the problem you've got with that is, is that within those parties, to even rise to the top of that party in order to be able to run for presidency, right? You know, you are dealing with people who are meant to be on your side, who are like just in opposition to you. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is that when you actually get to the point of being a president, now, you have, you, you, you can have a, sister, a situation where you're at, you're at the top as the president, but the group of people beneath you, which I, I forgot, I forget what, they, what they're called actually, something assembly, I'm sure they're called something assembly, national assembly. Yeah? If that position is held by somebody in the opposition party, you can't bring new laws in because they block it. So... I, I just find that weird. Like in the UK, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we're perfect, but you've got a few, you've got representation from maybe at least three, if you want to call it three major parties. The Liberals have had to fight really, really hard to be called a major party. But, you know, you've got three parties. Now, if you want to pass a law, again, it goes by to a, to a, to a point. You know, it Ten, goes by probably four. Probably four. Probably four. But it goes at, to some um, kind of vote. Right? SP. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it goes to yeah. some kind of conversation. Like, mm. but with, with the Americans, it's just it's just what is in our interest. I just find it unbelievable. Like, it's just you know. Okay, so look at this way, right? You've had people to the right and you've had people to the left all be president. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you've had people to the right and you've had people to the left equally who are meant to be opposed equally behind closed doors are a lot more like this. Than they are like that, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you've got people to the right and people to the left who have both got a similar agenda. So, how are you ever going to uh, exert any kind of change? And 
you know, going back to this program 13th and you've got this thing called ALEC, yeah? Mm. How do you have corporations, yeah, or companies? Americans like that word, corporations, rule the world, all that shit, yeah? They like, they, they like that, that phraseology, yeah? But how do you have companies being able to influence, effectively influence, like, through financial means, influence mm. decision makers, yeah. the people that write the policies, and those policies end up getting passed? How... How does that? How does that not smell fishy? I think lobbying needs complete reform. Of course it does. In the Western world, like it's one of the most corrupt. That you know, like it sounds so political, doesn't it? I'm a lobbyist, but when you actually go into <laughs> some of the shit that you're doing or or they're doing, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, that's, like you're saying, those corporations have so much influence over democratically elected because they're not they're not they're not democratically elected. So it almost makes a mockery of. The democratically elected system when you think about it as well like there's only one way to explain what our lobbyist is you say i bribe politicians yeah, to get literally. my agenda for it yeah i get something on them and yeah. i bribe the shit out of them. yeah yeah i take um, them on holidays on dinners buy them watches yeah. spend money fund That's their it. campaigns promise them jobs afterwards and yeah Incredible. Um, oh, do you know what bruv I, I think even in the uk that's such a big problem yeah. where first of all you've got an mp who has a part-time job, yeah. fuck off, right? You're getting paid silly money and, and you're supposed to be representing your constituency. You can get fucked if you think you've got time to do another job. I have no idea how it is you're supposed to be representing tens of thousands of people's opinions and views and helping to serve them and they're having another corporate job at the same time. Are complete. And you know, um, this, was, uh, this was voted on as well a couple of years ago. And the Conservative Party unanimously voted against it. Labour Party voted in favour of getting rid of second job, saying you can take a second job. Yeah, cool. Um, they're, they're and I, and I also think, I also think, like in so, for example, one of my uh, one of my instructors at my club, she uh, she fought for Serbia at the World Championships, which because she represented her country on a world level, that automatically qualified her for an athlete's pension. Right, so she, if she, you know, she gets that from, I think, like the age of 50 instead of 60 or, or, or whatever it is. Because obviously athletes, they sacrifice, you know, potential corporate careers and stuff in order to pursue, you know, athletic glory, whatever. I think, in my opinion, it should be, if you work in government, you should not be allowed to take another job after that. You should be given a pension from a set age, whatever it is, when you want to leave serving government, you should not be able to work in a corporate after because this is the easiest way to, to manipulate someone into mm. getting your own way out of them yeah. and, and, and pushing them to go, look, you know, we'll, if, if you do this, this and this, you'll be on the board of directors at Google when you retire. Yeah. Literally. And can, go, can you imagine that? I'm, I'm going to do that then. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, it's, it's frightening, man. It's, it's, but this is what I'm saying. Look, at the end of the day, the whole system is what it is. I just don't... Um, I just don't see, I, I, I just find it incredible how, um, I, I just, basically, I'm a little, I'm a little bit embarrassed because I didn't understand the depths of these people's struggle. And mm. just coming back to the point, it's like, look, the whole system in, in the States, the whole system in the Western world, Western society, I mean, you look at some of these countries who are rallying in that, and some of these countries have appalling race records, like appalling. Spain, yeah. you know, France, you know, places like that. Like, like the French, the French have uh, been, you know, the French, the Germans, 
the English, I wouldn't even say so much the Americans, but the Americans in recent history, right? I've been, I've been one of the biggest culprits of, 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 of human trafficking, effectively, dressed up as slavery, dressed up as, dressed up as you, know, bi- bi- you know, warped biblical teachers. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's just not right, bruv. It's just not right. Like, look, at the end of the day, I, I just think, you know, like Denny said at the start, you know, every single time where black people have decided, okay, do you know what? We'll just, we'll just, we'll just get on with it. We'll go to our own little place and we'll just, we'll just, we'll just figure it out. Yeah. Somebody comes and decides they're doing, they're doing too well and decides that Basically. they're going to come and they're going to change. You know, yeah. I recently learned a lot about this Black Wall Street place in Tulsa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Home, There's right? actually about four examples, similar examples. And they just like, hmm. people didn't like it. So, you know, the, the white people that didn't like it, just come and burn the place down and killed everyone. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. But this is what, like, I look at it and I think to myself, the only way potentially could be, yeah, similar to what you were saying about the disbandment of the police in terms of it's being self-enforcing in terms of locations, yeah. If I look at the Jewish community, the Jews obviously are quite influential in terms of power and obviously financial, and obviously they lobby really, really well and got themselves in really good places. But the Jews in their, in their sort of more uh, prominent parts of London had their own police. The Metropolitan Police don't police in those, in, those, in those communities. The Jewish have their own police. And, you know, they actually dressed similar to the Met Police. Um, but for one reason or another, what I've been told before, it's because the people there will only speak Hashidic or, or some kind of Jew, mm. Jewish language, and they only trust their, themselves or they don't trust people, people like them, um, which is why it's like that. But how, how that's been allowed and it's governed, and if there's a crime in that community, they're allowed to deal with it. That, how have they got to the point where, you know, in London, yeah. in London, England, right, which is, you know, which is a, 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 the most, one of the most multicultural cities on the planet, You've got a group of people who, who essentially have their own, their own guardians of the peace. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not it's, quite the same, but they've, they've, that's, that's um, you know, the uh, reservations, the Native American reservations in uh, yeah. America, they also have their own uh, governance and, and such. Um, obviously, you know, but they squeezed very, very different circumstances. They've been squeezed yeah, a lot. Yeah, I feel yeah, so, yeah. Can you imagine yeah. how, how that must be? Like, you must, mm. I just feel so sorry for them. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel so for black people because I, and, and partly because I understand what it means to, to be black and I understand what it yeah. means to go through struggle and, and, I, and I feel it. But yeah. and the Native Americans as well, I can't, I can't forget them because yeah, their struggle, their struggle is endless. It's like it's continuous and it's been going on continuously for so long, you know? Like, you know, their lands have been, you know, they get given laws to kind of, shut them up a little bit and to kind of make them feel like they're being heard and they're okay. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, their, their lands are just desecrated. It's just, ah, oh man, you know, yeah. if, if a native American reserve sat on a field that they decided there was oil under it. Yeah. It's you see those laws, they would tear them up. Yeah. They would yeah. find a way to tear yeah. it up. And, yeah. then, and it's just like, how have you come to someone else's land and you've put the law on them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like how how that works? Like me coming to your house and telling you, telling you what what the, what the fuck's gonna happen in your house? Do you know what I mean? Telling you where where you where you can put your dishes. Telling you when to go to the toilet. 
telling you where you can sleep in your own yard. I've just, I've just sent you a picture. I don't know if you've uh, seen it, but I saw it um, the other week and I thought it was so powerful. Um, I'll just send it to both of you um, regarding Native Americans. Um, I was just going to say, so I was speaking to a friend earlier, actually, and um, uh, he was talking about um, Native Americans and kind of going off one of Malcolm X's things about the fact that, uh, not Native Americans, sorry, African Americans don't have a native place to call home. And he was talking about even if, even if I, if, 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 this, if the UK decided, and they're in a very unique situation that even other black people around the world are in. So like as a British black person, I know my family's from, 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 from St. Kitts and Jamaica. And um, although yes, we were brought over there by slaves, they're still self-governed by black people now due to circumstances, upwinds, etc. Right, this picture is powerful, by the way. It is. It is. Um, now, so I've, I can go back to uh, Jamaica. I can go back to St. Kitts. I know that that's my, my like that's where my family's from. Yeah. Whereas um, African Americans don't have that. Yeah. Like they're so it's taken away from them. It, it's been taken away from them. Like they've 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 been they're on, where are they going? They're on soil. That's that's it. And they, they don't have that. They don't have that. Um, and it's one of, the, one of the other things, you know, like, that I find frustrating is, you know, when you hear um, people talk about, like, other immigrants almost trying to justify the, the, trying to blame, it's almost like blaming black people when they're like, well, my granddad came over here with only £10 in his pocket and he's made it and all you need is a bit of self-determination. And it's like, hold up. Your granddad chose to come over here. Yeah. He came over here with a plan. When he landed, he was able to start that plan and, re- and reenact that plan. He knew his, his worst case scenario, he had somewhere to go back to if it didn't work. Yeah. Like all of that was taken away. Um, and it, effectively, what you've got to remember is we've, we've been starting NARS. I can't remember what song it is, but he has a line. He says, black people are the teenagers of the world. Like It's only been since the 1960s. Yeah in the Western world that we've been allowed to start to accrue wealth. And even yeah. then, just because that civil rights law was signed, it didn't automatically, you know, where, where I went allowed to live somewhere, that name didn't always say, oh, come on then, Denny, you can come and live next door to me. Like it's still, there was still a struggle and it was still, you know, progress, progress and stuff being made. Um, the other thing I was going to say, and I think this is one of the, one of the things why normally I'm a lot more pro uh, so a lot more anti-violent and this time I'm a little bit more blase about it some of the reasons I expressed earlier but also for this simple thing who is who is the what are these protests about one of the things that people are protesting is pre- police brutality right? yeah mm-hmm. right so you're protesting police brutality who is now directing you in your protest okay the very same people protesting who against. you're protesting against. Yeah. Temperatures are going to flare. Like, that did not come as a surprise to me. Yeah, good point. You know? And I know there's, no, there's not really anyone else to, to necessarily use the word police the situation with the protest, but that's, that's already a, 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 a disaster for, you know, you've got, you've got I'm, I'm angry, I'm so angry, I'm going out and protesting, in the middle of a, 
uh, a pandemic when I already know that I'm much more likely to be affected by this. That's how angry I am. I'm protesting against you. And now you're the one telling me, protest over there. Do it like this. Go there. You can't walk down here. You know, yeah. it's a recipe for, 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 temp, for, for, for tempers to flare. Um, as I said, I don't condone violence at all. All right. So, there are two things, yeah, on that mm -hmm. topic. Mm. One is something that I said the other day um, where I'm not, I'm not like, oh, man, these protesters, violence, and cause, like, I feel like they're justified to, to, to be that angry that violence is going to happen, right? Mm. It's been going on too long. The only, the only question mark that I had was, realistically, what is it, especially black people in America, what is it they're after? They're after being treated with dignity. Mm. Right? And one thing that Martin Luther King was very famous for was acting with dignity, mm. to, to expect dignity in return. I think it should be standard, right? You should expect to be treated by everyone in a dignified manner. And if you're not, there's a serious fucking problem. Obviously, there's a serious problem. Mm. But that's the only bit where I'm like, you're not really acting in a dignified way. On, on top of that, you're fucking over black businesses. People, mm. people in like, they say uh, in, in impoverished areas, mm. in retail outlets, where the, the majority of the people that are employed at those outlets are black people. And then those places have been burned to the ground. Sorry, mate, you've got no job because there's no shop anymore. It's, it's all right. They're not allowed to open anyway, innit? Quarantine and lockdown. No, I'm joking. Yeah, and they're not, not going to open. They're no, not going to okay. open. Okay, this is the thing. So, so that's, hold on. That's, is... That was one thing. There was another thing. This is a bit controversial. I wanted to get out before I forget it. The statues thing, yeah? Mm. Right. I personally don't give a fuck. Tear the statues down. Right? My personal opinion. However, what I do think is that it's not correct for you to judge people of the past based on the the measuring stick of today hold up yeah, let me on. just let me just go let me on. just give you one prominent example okay, yeah, in recent history yeah a man kevin hart mm -hmm. right he got fucked off from doing the oscars mm. over a tweet that he did a few years ago yeah that was seen as homophobic yeah did you judge kevin hart based on what he tweeted 10 years beforehand no now Completely the only thing contest. i want to say is this yeah yeah those, the statue, for example, the one in Bristol that was torn down, yeah. right, was torn down, rightfully mm. so. The guy's mm. a slaver, right? Mm. He was a slaver. In a time where there was many other slavers, however, he happened to use his money to, to help impoverished people. Yeah. The statue wasn't put there because he was a great slaver. It was put there because he used his wealth to help the impoverished. Do I think that that justifies it staying? Not at all. If it offends people, get rid of it. The problem you've got there, though, is, is that, that he wouldn't have had that wealth to help impoverished if he didn't enslave people in the first place. Yeah, this is true. That's, that's, that's the issue. That, the industry's still going to be there, though. Bro. Listen, that listen, 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 listen. This, that thing about judging people in the past by today's standards, for the most part, it isn't true when it comes to these things. What's happening is, take Churchill, for an example, and, people, and the other thing people are saying, oh, you can't rewrite our history. History isn't being rewritten. History is being corrected. Yeah. Fucking wrote, he wrote a lot of nasty shit himself. Well, this is my thing. History is being corrected. So if, if, if um, everything, if you know about Churchill, all the things he would, he'd done were bad then. Yeah? Yeah. All the things they didn't, I don't think they're bad now because I live in 2020 and he didn't yeah. think they were bad then. Prior to him, prior to him, in the 1800s, there was a guy called William Wilberforce who, tried, who, who, who instigated 
the end of uh, the abolishment of slaves, um, the slave trade. He was before uh, Churchill. So the moral compass was then way before Churchill yeah. to not be such a dick. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, my thing with statues is um, with regards to defacing them and, and uh, graffitiing them and stuff, it's like it could be cleaned. It happens all the time. We were over in Saddam Hussein in Iraq and we pulled down Saddam Hussein's statue and we celebrated it. Yeah? We, um, this statue, the one in Bristol... Obviously, I example, don't agree with that. No, I did. I, well, but the, 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 one in, the, one in, um, the one in Bristol, um, uh, Democratic Means were tried. They had been, pro been protested about before. They had had petitions signed. It was ignored. And funny enough, that's actually a Labour area as well. Um, and that was ignored. Yeah. When they, when, 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 when they protested, uh, they took it in their own hands and they took it down. My thing, though, just with regards to, yeah, as I said, you're not judging people by, like, let's take Gandhi, for example, right? Nowadays, because things can share, be sh shared on, on social media a lot more, we, we have a good understanding. And in fact, it was even in the film to, uh, to an extent, but we have a good understanding of his um, dislike towards black people when he was in Africa. I think it was in Kenya and South Africa were the two made out of white. Um, now, that's, that's well documented. It's been brought to the fore. It's also one of the arguments, oh, you know, you should be. I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, to me, that's, 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 the, that's, the, uh, that's part of this. I, I, I feel like add that to his story so we have the, the whole picture and then we can make our judgment. And my judgment on him, for example, is, okay, he was clearly a racist prick against African people. And Sikhs in India. Okay. Um, I, I don't know a hell of a lot, but from what I do know and what I have seen in terms of the other stuff he, 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 he's done, he wasn't detrimental to black people to the extent where it was like his personal views, okay, but he didn't cause, he didn't go and slaughter 150,000 Kenyans. Do you know what I mean? This is, it's, yeah. a, it's a massive difference compared to the stuff Churchill done. Churchill was responsible for that massive famine, wasn't it? 29 million people in India. Like, it's huge differences. And this isn't me to say I'm judging him by today. That was bad then. He said these things and there were documents of people in his own party, his own people, the cabinet he created questioning him. Yeah? They were saying, there's, there's, there's documentations of it. Nearly everything in parliament is recorded. Like, this stuff's there. Um, yeah. So this wasn't, this, I don't think it's particularly Churchill. It's not us judging him by uh, today's standards. For me, it's just revealing all of history, giving us the full picture, and then we can decide. And if you still like Churchill after that, because you think whatever he done in the World War beats that because he saved us from fascism or whatever, fair enough. If I think, no, you know what, he's a dick because of all the other stuff he's done, fair enough. But the whole story's there. That's how I feel about it. Um, I mean, we, even with the statue in, in, in thing, it's like, I can't... This is, and again, with, even with the statue that got torn down, this is how I feel about those things. People say, oh, they will, face, they will face the full force of the law. They expect to. Just like Nelson Mandela knew the actions he was taking for freedom were going to land him in prison. Just like um, the suffragettes knew the actions they were taking were illegal, but they believe in their cause so much that they're willing to do these things, yeah? Um, you can go back to as far as Jesus. When Jesus was rocking up on the donkey, um, he knew he was instigating against people. Like, he knew, like, he knew he was going to have to make a sacrifice for the greater good. 
you know. Um, and I think so. Even if oh, full force of the law, like I think a lot of these people are willing to take that um, for what they believe, and I think that's always been the case in a lot of protests. When people get this passionate, they're willing to 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 uh, sacrifice some of their civil liberties for what they believe is right, and so future generations can can um, prosper from it. I think that's always been the case. That's why when they say, "Oh, they're going to face the full force of law," cool. As long as something comes from it, um, you know, they're 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 happy to do that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Interesting. Man. All right, but it's, okay. So, um, so what what's next then? What do you guys think was going to happen next? With uh, do you think this is all going to die down and then Absolutely. business will return to normal? Yeah, I um, think. Yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, I think it has to it has to die down because obviously, clearly, it's not sustainable to continue this. But um, I, th- I think what they need to figure out is um, is what the next step looks like, and um, yeah, and as a collective. And to be fair, you know, the governments are all expecting it just to stop, and they need to. The governments need to be proactive in this and say, okay. We need to review, and I don't like that anyway. We're going to review it, and nothing happens. Right? Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, this is there needs there needs to be accountability laced with this thing, and they've got to be saying we're going to review this by this date, and we're going to do this by then. And there's got to be some kind of accountability structure, you know, um, not just these endless reviews that you don't know how. You know, you you end you hear about two years later. You know, we've done all yeah, of this. It's yeah. just frustrated delays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the fact is something needs to be done. Um, how we go about changing and influencing people is the hard part because mm. that goes right away through from the people teaching you, your kids, you know, it, it, it's got to start. Our generation are, and the generation probably the one below us and the one below them are probably the ones that are going to affect this change, but or we have to continue it. But the ones that are like Elias, you know, and, 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 and that generation, those are the ones that you need to, make sure that you raise them right, you know, because they're the ones who are, who are in 10, 15 years, once we go another cycle, mm. are going to be the ones around thinking and, and doing more to question it. So you've got, you've got to look at all tiers of industry and all tiers of society. It isn't just enough putting people in, in powerful positions and making yeah. those and that. It isn't just enough doing that. You've got to change. You've got to change what's in between your ears first mm. before you're going to have change. And, the way that they have systemically done this over the last three, four hundred years, mm. and I say they very loosely, um, it, it needs to be undone, and it's going to take time. But it's yeah. it's it's got to start with the people, with the kids beneath us now, you know, and not just the people who are jumping up and shouting about it. You know, so, uh, so I've got, I've got two. Oh, go on. Yeah, I was just going to say. So my daughter's eighteen. She went to one of the protests with some of my friends and a couple of people, like her peers and stuff who I've been speaking to, their attitude appears to be, you lot, as in older generations, you lot are dickheads. Carry on, but we're telling you now, when we're in charge and it's coming soon, you lot are done. Your stupidness, your racism, your dumb stuff with global warming, like, it's, it's like the conversations I'm hearing with them, it's not even like, it's angry, but it's not even like, angry where there's like anger anger it's almost like you know what you're not you're not even worth our time and attention we're planning now and we're going to take over and do it that's 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 the kind of thing um my my opinion on what happens next um so if 
it was to stop tomorrow. I would, I would say that in my adult life, the changes that have happened already, it's been the most effective protest that I've been alive to see, like, and, and actually like properly acknowledge. Um, even today, a, uh, a, a, a mass, a bill was taken to, by the uh, Democrats in America, was put before the, the House for sweeping changes in police. Now, whether it goes through or not, not 100% sure, but what I will say is Mitt Romney, do you guys know who Mitt Romney is? Yeah. Yeah, Mitt Romney was marching oh, sorry. Towards, the, towards the White House with Black Lives Matter signs. That's a yeah. big deal. That's and at least Mitt one. Is, uh, yeah. he, he's, he's, he's Trump's, he's, he's, he's a Republican. Yeah? And he's, he's, he's like... Yeah, there's also an election coming up though, isn't it? No, yeah. no, yeah, 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 yeah. His, his seat's quite safe though. Like, yeah. he, he's, he's in a safe, he's in somewhere safe. But the fact that if it comes to vote, I think this, when this, I think this bill, like, and, and even the way the Republicans have been speaking about it, I think there will likely be amendments to that bill. But I think that's something that's going to go through. The final thing is, this ain't, and I think, and I forgot about this because I've seen someone, they reminded me, right? It's not about when these protests are going to end. It's about the outcome of the court trial because yeah. if that if the right outcome doesn't happen and that's been that's the precedent in most of these kind of cases with the police the police have got off if the police get off i think there's going to be twice as much uproar in terms of violence and yep. this because a lot of people have, feel they literally have no stake in society it does not matter They're, they they can be killed and it means nothing um well, Interesting that you say that then, because it yeah. kind of lines up with one of my theories, yeah? So, Rodney King, mm. 1992, the, those riots, I think there's something like 40-odd people died in the LA riots, mm. right? So that was, that was serious riots, yeah, that, that kicked off from that. I, my, one of my theories is that the reason why this has become a glo global issue, uh, you can thank COVID for it. Because, yeah, yeah. because you know this this shit's been going on for time, yeah. Like Rodney mm. King is proof of it. You know that's I don't know what's that nearly thirty years ago. Yeah, you know nineteen ninety two, and um, you know yeah there there were massive riots. It was not a global issue. Fuck all changed because people are at home now. No one's at work. They're getting subsidised to be at home. They're able to actually look into. Uh, look into things with a little bit more detail and actually have mm. time to give a shit about things other than their own back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one thing that you said earlier that I just wanted to, to touch on about, um, I think Laman was saying, in fact, about like racism being a taught thing, yeah? Um, I, I feel like racism is like a hereditary illness. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you what, like, I've, I've said it before, right? I, I grew up in a racist house, right? My mum... My was like a casual, what you'd call like a casual racist, yeah? So it's called like protest riots, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but she'd be like, she'd be like, oh, I'm just going to go down to the packy shop to get some fags. And I'd be like, you can't, can't say that, mum. Can't say that. You know, uh, she's, well, well, you know, they are packies, so I, c I can say packy shop. And I'm like, well, first of all, mum, I'm sure you wouldn't say it to their face. And second of all, they're actually Indian, so you're, you're even more ignorant. Like, you stop that. Um, and yeah, and, and I'm sure I heard the term blackies used in my house as a kid, right? My dad told me explicitly, never date a black girl, right? 
my and he he looked at me with like evil intent when he seen i think i had a had a screensaver on my phone this was back in the day like <laughs> iphone free business or, or sharp dx20 whatever it was i had a picture of this girl i was linking and i can't remember if she was mixed race or asian but my dad see this picture right and he's like oh who's that she's quite pretty and i was like oh it's this girl i'm checking he looked at me like he's gonna knock me the fuck out and i was like what we gonna do like I don't, I don't need you to approve of my choices in life. I'd like you to, but ultimately, I'm my own man. Like, I'm going to step out on my own, right? My siblings follow similar path. Could I say that they're equally aligned with my worldview? Probably not. Um, but uh, but I, I know friends of mine that I grew up with that I could not have a conversation with now. They grew up in very similar households to my own, but they hold very, very similar opinions to their parents. Um, and, and I know that their kids will grow up with very similar opinions to their, their grandparents. So it's, it's, I don't know what, um, what influences can be done from an external factor to educate people that their parents are assholes. Because a lot of times, even in school, like you'll get taught something that conflicts with what your parents have taught yeah. you. And you'll go, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm not listening. My mum yeah. and dad tell me otherwise. You know, they, they say, oh, I should do this, I should do that. Yeah. I've, um, seen, I've, but, seen, I've seen a few videos um, on social media that have gone viral of young white kids arguing with their parents about things. I know my daughter, her, um, she's, her, her side of the family, her mum's side of the family is Spanish. She's had a massive falling out of her nan over... Um, race issues. Well... I feel a bit, I shouldn't have even said it. <laughs> but no, just, just like, no, fairly, fairly like controversial, you know. Yeah, she said some better shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's the N word. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, like, Mia like had to, she had to, my, so my daughter had to, had to, had to have a, have a conversation with her, you know. And she spoke to me before about it, and and um, but she had to have that conversation. So I definitely think it it, it does happen. I think I think um, I think sometimes it's just about that that representation, isn't it? Like if if um, if in if in school your teacher is telling you or teaching you some of the great things that um, have happened in black civilizations, and then your parent, uh, then you hear your parents say something, you can quite quickly say, "Oh no, no, that's not true. This, oh, this happened." Or even if you do have that conflict, that's still a seed. You know, at the very least, that's still a seed that that isn't a hundred percent true, and that's why there's conflict because you don't, you're not believing, taking what your parents have said as gospel. But my, it's not even my parents. My brother, my older brother, used to tell me bare nonsense when I was little, and I used to get, and I used to believe him wholeheartedly. But I used to argue with teachers. <laughs> he used to tell me. I remember the, the, the maddest one he told me that always sticks with me was. Remember when the uh, whole ozone layer and the whole oh, ozone I think layer? Told me this. And he told me because do you remember CFCs, CFCs gas in, in, in spray cans, and it was all yeah, bad yeah. and that. So he told me if you went to the to the ozone layer, you sprayed an aerosol can, the whole world would explode. That, yeah, yeah <laughs> I believed that for until I was in school, and I remember arguing with a teacher and was like, anyway, yeah. So you could definitely, you know, you definitely take, but I think you get to a certain age and you start to question a lot of a lot of things your parents say or you know. Uh, because you are exposed to so much else in life and things move on and you know what's contemporary to us isn't to them and you learn most of your habits during a certain point in your in your growth and then yeah you know so i think um 
yeah, it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult thing. I mean, like even for me, like running a business, yeah. uh, well, I, I I teach kids whatever. I've got I've got large groups of kids together. Um, I've I've got quite a culturally diverse group of people that come through my door, right? I've got uh, kids that are like half American, half Iranian, half Korean, half American, Chinese. Uh, I've got tons of different nationalities from from Eastern Europe and stuff like that. And it's 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 a nice melting pot. However, I've I feel like my club's underrepresented with black kids, right? And it, it might just be it might just be the the you know demograph of the area that I'm in. I think in my my whole club I've got like a hundred students. Maybe I've got like four or five black students, right? So so I'm I'm sitting there like I've even asked parents when I have black parents to come. Because I'll tell you straight, yeah, I give them kids extra love. They get extra attention because I'm like, I need to have, like, diversity in my club because I know that if I have diversity in my club and everyone's cool with each other, it'll encourage everyone being cool with each other outside the club. Yeah, yeah. Encourage people being cool with each other in school and stuff. Yeah. And I ask parents, I'm like, why do you think it is that I don't get that many people from, like, from, from, from your background bringing kids to... to to martial arts or, or even adults coming for, for martial arts classes and no one's ever really got, like managed to, to even give me like a, even a straight answer to it it's like, I don't know I've got no idea um, and it, it's it's just one of the things like it, it doesn't happen and because mm-hmm. it doesn't happen so much there's not as much social integration which yeah. leads to yeah. bullshit opinions that have no, no foundation I mean yeah. I'll tell you guys um, uh, I think uh, I'm not going to say the girl's name but there was a girl I was dating years and years ago. I'm not sure if Denny ever met her. She's an Asian girl, but um, probably born in Kenya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, a few times. she was uh, so she was studying in in London, and there was a guy. So she was staying in like a rented accommodation where there was a lot of other students uh, living in that area. And I was walking out one day, and I see this guy. He's like, he's uh, about six two, six three. Big, big man, yeah. Um, he's a yeah, black guy with a with a beard, shaved head, right? And uh, I'm walking up into her flat, and she was proper upset. Right? You just described me. <laughs> you ain't that big, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was really upset. I was like, "What's what's going on?" She goes, "This this black guy's walking into my my house. This black guy whistled at me." And I was like, "Okay." carry on like where's the rest of the story why are you this upset she's like no man, i'm terrified like I said, well, what the fuck right so it turns out obviously she she grew up in in west africa she's from an affluent asian family yeah she's been brought up saying and and whether or not there's any foundation on it in in her particular geography of that part of the world thinking if a if black guys whistle at you, especially like a group of black guys, they're not whistling at you, they're signaling each other and they're going to come get you. Right? So she was actually proper scared that if she went outside, this guy who lived two doors down was going to rape her. Wow. I was like, are you fucking mad? So no. I've, had to go, I've had to go outside and chat to the guy and say, listen, bruv, what, what, what's the deal? Where are you from? And he's like, yeah, I'm from America. I've studied here. I was like, All right, cool, cool, cool. I've got to give you some illogical shit right now and hope that you can help me out a little bit <laughs> this is what just happened yeah you whistled at this chick that will pass because she was hot right she's like, yeah i goes mate mate she shit scared you now she thinks you're a raper i was like fuck so 
I told him like, her perspective on it. And then I brought her downstairs and had her meet him and chat to him on a level for a little bit. And then she was, she was cool after that, right? But still, her perception of black people was still fucked up yeah. until mm. I introduced her to Coach, mm. right? After she met Coach, she was like, I can't believe I live my life this ignorant, mm. knowing this. And, she, and even now, I haven't chatted to this girl in time. Like, I haven't seen her in more than 10 years, right? But I, I know that she still chats to Coach every now and again. She'll still message him. Because she holds him in that high esteem because yeah, yeah. he changed her opinion yeah. on, on an, an entire race of people that she had it yeah. twisted on. Coach's a special guy, man. Yeah. He is, but, but that's, bro, why should it take a fucking special guy? Imagine, why can't yeah, it just yeah. take, I've got like any guy? Yeah. yeah. And therein lies the issue, man. But yeah, I don't know. But, but yeah. I, don't I know. get it. I get it. Anyway, is it, is it, Obviously, we could, go, we could go around this for time, right? It's a multifaceted, complex, nuanced situation going on. Is there anything else you guys wanted to raise before we sign out? No, I just, um, I just hope. Nah, for me, it's... Yeah. Uh, no, I just, I just hope it gets somewhere. I just hope... I it, we'll, yeah, we'll maybe uh, check back in in like six months, do another episode and see, see what's... Like, reflect on what happened. Yeah, yeah it'd be good, actually. Yeah. To do like, yeah. Yeah, like oh, uh, just quickly as well... Um, I need to do a follow-up because I believe his first court date was yesterday, but they were about six, seven hours behind us, so I wasn't awake. But oh, um, just the copper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main guys. Um, so yeah, I'll update you guys. Um, yeah, I'll update you guys um, privately. Yeah, we're Thank you for having me, gents, man. Appreciate it. Before you go, bro, we do our throwbacks. Sure, go. On. Right, so you can take a minute or two to think of your throwbacks. I know you forgot about it, even though you've been on before. I, I right, so have. one one throwback movie, one throwback song. I've got mine ready. Okay. Right. Well, my, first one, first. my first one, my song is Jesus Walks by Kanye. True. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's it, especially the opening lyrics to it, very prevalent. Yeah. Right. And my, my throwback movie, again, race related, is The Time to Kill. Samuel L. Jackson, okay. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those guys rape, rape his daughter and he fucking kills him. I, I was so happy when he killed him. So happy yeah. when he got off. Uh, so yeah, there, there's my throwbacks uh, for, for today. Uh, I'll, I'll just say while you guys are thinking, I also watched um, Just Mercy the other day. I'm not going to do any spoilers on it. Uh, it's, a, it's a decent film. I feel like if they didn't have to stick to the true story, they could have stretched out the story a little bit more and made it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Uh, but Lamin knows what I'm talking about as well because he's, he's watched it, but yeah. Seen it. Um, okay, I, th I think I'll go. Um, my throwback is probably the Shawshank Redemption movie. Um, yeah, Andy Dufresne and Red. Um, amazing, amazing dramatization and amazing reflection. Actually, funny enough, on on racial racial differences. Mm. Really. Mm. Um, at a time when obviously you know they're all in prison together so they're all effectively the same um but still different in terms of the treatment of blacks and the treatments of whites um and my throwback song is probably tupac changes <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah i don't um, see no changes all i see is racist faces yeah you know yeah it's quite perfect. okay so you know, my, just a, just yeah, a quick one just a quick one. I don't suppose you know, Tupac shot at two cops back in the day and he was acquitted. Oh, I know. But, you know, police have done a lot worse to his mum. <laughs> well. No, no, no. no. Do, you, but do, you know, do you know what actually happened? Like, um, 
the circumstances of it. Mm-hmm. They were they were off duty police officers. Yeah, and they, were, oh. they were harassing a, a black guy. Yes, and he kind of yeah. Fuck all this. Pop, pop. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, my throwback. Two wrongs don't make a right, but yeah, might get true. Yeah, my throwback film. Oh no, go on, Denny. My throwback film is um. So this is actually to tell the truth, I haven't seen the film. I got to own up. I read the book though. I read the book. You're one of those people, Denny. And it's you a like power... to brag about how well. <laughs> Um, I got you know, I got to try and change stereotypes. Um, Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. So, there is a oh, film of it. Book, the, bit, the, the book's wicked, yeah, yeah, good book. I read it when I was when I was at school, yeah, say, say, say. I've just checked, and the film's got Morgan Freeman in, and I'm just not a fan of his right now. Um, <laughs> so I'm but I got to stick with what I said. My song, oh, but, uh, go on. My song is um, A Change Can Come. Okay. But I'm not sure who sang it, because I know, who was the original? Sam Cooke or Otis Redding? I know they both got famous I'm versions. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. A good question. Who so, was earlier? I'll, yeah, that's what I'm going to have to have a look. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google that. Um, I think it's been Otis. Yeah, I've been playing the Otis Redding version. Um, uh, but, uh, like, I don't like, know you like music like, like that. Jeez. Yeah, man. Bro, you should um, listen to our actual playlist on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, it's, 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 little plug. Right, it's filled with <laughs> old school eclectic stuff, man. Yeah, it has. It has. Otis is but, different, man. He moves yeah, me differently. My, choices, yeah, yeah. He mo- my missus don't, like, don't really like music like that, but he moves oh, okay. me. Yeah, he moves um, me. Yeah, I just... The voice is unbelievable. But, yeah. yeah, him and uh, Al Green. I could listen to any... any All any, day long, innit? Yeah. yeah. I, do you know what? I prefer to listen to them when I'm on long drives. Yeah, yeah. Long oh, do you know what? I've got it in my, my like favourites playlist. I can't remember the name of the song. Um, anyway, don't mind. Don't mind. Um, but yeah, that, that's my, that's my uh, thing. They're in the playlist now. Cool, cool, cool. All right, people. So, uh, so yeah, it's been a, a pleasure having you, Lamy. And Thank if you, you guys Thank listen you to this and you, you want to give us a shout on, uh, on Instagram, by all means, give us a follow at NJ yes. Podcasts. Lamin, what's your Instagram handle just in case, in case people uh, it's, are intrigued? Lamin, Lamin underscore Ojo. Lamin underscore Ojo. Uh, and you, if you click on, on his uh, Instagram, you'll see a gorgeous, a gorgeous man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. Up. Hmm? It's been said. It's been said. Listen, Lamin, I see Lamin looking over to his right ear, to his missus. She don't know, bro. She don't know. <laughs> Cool. How appreciated <laughs> the aesthetics are. <laughs> no, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> All right. That's it. I'm Lewis. I'm Denny. I'm We're out. We're out. Peace, people. Well, I was just going to say quickly, so, well, obviously I'm cutting this bit off. In fact, you know what? Let me just press.